0: People say, I am the best boss. They go, God, we've never worked in a place like this before. And you get the best out of us. I think that pretty much sums it up. Welcome to another episode of Good Boss, Bad Boss. I'm Joey, your host. And today I want to talk about something that I personally struggled with quite a bit in my early days as a manager, and that is making unpopular decisions. Before becoming manager, I had these notions of how great it will be when I become the boss and you can call all the shots and you can make decisions that make sense that and give people what they want. Little did I know that couldn't be further from the truth, because even when you become the boss, you'll always have a boss, and no one really has complete power and freedom, and everyone is always stuck between their team and their boss and have to do things that you might not always like or want to. And that's really what I want to talk about today, making decisions that you don't necessarily agree with or that you simply don't want to do, be that because of personal preference or opinions or because you know that your team won't be happy with the decision. I think it might be because that I often had an somewhat antagonistic relationship with my previous bosses. When I became one myself, I aligned closely with my team. What that meant was I was still mainly thinking like an employee. Um, so I'm thinking as part of the team and as a team versus the bosses. The fact that like, you know, I had a team that I handpicked and I recruited everyone and I trained them and we very united and aligned meant that, you know, when there are, there were decisions from the top that I didn't agree with. I would be quite transparent with my team about how I feel and thinking that I'm leading with transparency and being authentic. And it could be like really small things or it could be also like bigger things like budget cuts or people decisions. My narrative would be, okay, we have to do this because XYZ told us so and I don't really agree with it, but you know, let's make it work or it's painful, but like, let's do it. My transparency was like rewarded with my team support and approval. And we formed this united front against my bosses and, you know, sometimes other teams. And I felt like, oh, my team really appreciated my honesty. And, you know, I had great upward reviews saying that they feel supported and that I'm open and I listen to them and I have their back. I really thought that I was doing a great job. Like I thought that I was being a great boss and (laughs) just doing everything right and being so Uh, such like a people leader, because I am transparent with them, I'm honest with them, and I was just not being corporate. And it wasn't until my performance review with my boss that I realized I was doing the opposite of a great job. Like she said, Joey, I think you're being the lawyer of your team. You're defending them and like taking their side. And you're creating division between your team and us being leadership. And that feedback was really hard to hear because I thought I was being such a great manager, but my boss thought the opposite. And what I didn't realize at the time was that my narrative was creating this invisible but very real division between my team and my bosses. Like it created this us versus them mentality. And it put my bosses in quite a tough spot because technically I'm rallying my team against the big bosses. (laughs) So in the short term, it was gratifying because I have people who agreed with me, they sympathized with me and, you know, we felt united as a team. But that's because I was pitting us against the big bosses and inadvertently painting them as like the bad guys Um, or women, like it was not just guys. (laughs) And I was completely unaware that I was doing that until the performance review. You know, it was really hard to hear and hard to digest. I was resisting it a bit because at that time, I... I saw myself as quite a different type of manager as my boss. We had a quite a different style. They were way more objective. I was way more like still quite emotional and and identifying myself as like a people manager for my team and defending them and being very led by my emotions. And they, you know, having been a leader for longer, you know, they have more objectivity. Some people might see it as more like mercenary type of managing and It really made me question myself, you know, was I being a terrible boss? Uh, How could it be possible? My team loves me. It really took me some time to realize that I I wasn't really leading in the most effective way. It took me some time to realize the long-term side effects of my behavior. If you think about the long run, the us versus them mentality really makes it difficult to lead and to make difficult decisions that are actually often necessary for the greater team, the greater good. But like, I realized I was acting like Michael Scott, like making corporate, my bosses, the bad guys, and then putting the blame on the bosses for unpopular decisions rather than owning them or better yet, like trying to understand why we have to do them, which is really my job. (laughs) And that's what I remember that was like Michael Scott's manager saying to Michael, like, that's why you're the manager. You have to do things that people might not like, and you have to make the difficult decisions. And I was like, oh my god, I was being that person. I was being Michael. Um, And so basically, it was lazy of me to use my bosses as an excuse for the difficult decisions. For example, like, why are we not giving everyone a raise? Why can't we give everyone A plus ratings? Why are we doing budget cuts? It's not because the big bosses are evil. Like, there are just wider context to consider. Sometimes you, you need to make those decisions in the short term that are not very comfortable or not great and doesn't feel good, but it's going to be good for the long term and for the company as a whole. And great advice that my former boss gave me was to think of myself as a company leader, not just a team leader. When you are a team leader, you're promoting the team's work and accomplishments and having their back and defending them, which is what I was doing most of the time. But a company leader really needs to understand the business and the company's stakes, take that into account, like the wider context and align with other functions and really do fair assessments of your team's work and performance rather than like just blindly defending them and protecting them. And so I realized that my vision really needs to change. Because as a manager, your team is only one aspect when upwards and transversal management is just as, if not more important. And you're only successful if you manage to orchestrate all these moving parts, like your team, your bosses, other teams. After that, that was a long journey that I had to go through emotionally and, and like really like asking myself a lot of questions and learning the hard way. And now when I need to do something like unpopular, more difficult, like I try to really get as much context as possible and share that with my team. And another like great advice that one of my bosses told me was you cannot rant in front of your team. So I wouldn't say I stop a hundred percent. Like sometimes I I still like I can't help myself and I still like, you know, share a little bit of my emotions or how I feel about things, but I'm much more conscious these days of what I say and how I present things to my team. So like recently there's an exciting project that everyone was motivated to do. But you know, our boss told us like no for X reasons and had to kill it. And before I would have reacted really badly. But now that I, you know, I've been through this journey, I think I've grown up as a boss myself, I understand why she did that or like I would seek to understand why. And really, as the manager, you set the tone of how your team reacts to things. And so if you're leading with a certain narrative and injecting emotions into a situation, that's how your team will take things. So you get to decide if you're injecting positive emotions or negative emotions into a situation. If you're really grumpy about things and being like negative, then that's how your team would be. And that's probably not great. Now I try to like always bring more positive spin to things. And some people might say, oh, you're becoming more corporate and less like real. But I really don't see it that way. I think it's about having a broader vision and and a broader understanding of what the whole company is trying to achieve. And your team is really part of the company and we're all really just one team. And so when you realize that and accept that, then it's easier to create that understanding and your job as the manager is really to bridge the gap between what's best for the company and what's best for your team. Sometimes it's not the same thing, but, you know, your job is to narrow and align those two interests. You know, you might have to do budget cuts today or downsize your team today or let a low performer go, but you're really like supporting another part of the business that needs to grow or so then the company can be profitable, so then everybody wins. It's a fine line to walk, but to grow as a manager and climb up the ladder or just be like happier in your job, then... You really need to expand your vision and perspective beyond just your team and your direct reports and think about the long term. The higher up you go, the more unpopular decisions you have to make. The CEO probably have to do a lot of those all the time. We've heard from Devin's episode last week that being the CEO is like accepting that you can never make everyone happy. Sometimes it's just to be like, okay, yeah, I've made the decision to do this and I know you're not going to be thrilled about it, but this is the reasons why I'm making the this decision and so let's make the best out of it and when you have to do something like that personally I find the best way is to a share as much context as possible so then people understand where you're coming from and you're not just being like a crazy tyrant and deciding on this really terrible thing and then keep it short and take the emotions out of the situation so for me it's been a progression first I was trying to put the blame on somebody else and then I tried to like own it a bit more, but still like injecting a lot of emotions. Sometimes projecting my own emotions too, like, oh, I know you're not going to be happy about it. It sucks. I understand you'll be frustrated. But like sometimes I would be adding a bit too much too. Like maybe they're just like, okay. And then you're the one assuming people's reactions and projecting too much of that. And now you just keep it objective and fact-based and you acknowledge that they might not be thrilled about it, but you move on and you we move into... The solution and like the execution and it's much better to be in the solution phase than the emotionally like frustrated phase so that's it for today thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode feel free to share with someone rate and review you can subscribe to my Substack so you don't miss another episode i'll see you next time bye